Welcome to the Vineyard Church Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information on this podcast or other resources, go to vineyardlive.us. To learn more about us, go to thevineyardchurch.us. Welcome to the Vineyard. Whether you're here or across the miles in Sullivan, good morning, Sullivan. Online, peeps, we're so glad you're here. It's so good to worship together. And one of the main reasons we gather is to hear a word from God. Now, I'm not God, last time I checked, anyway, but I have the privilege of speaking for Him. And I take that seriously. Years ago, a man who was very gifted as a prophet said something extremely important to me. He said, Di, whenever you deliver a word, make sure it is hot bread. Make sure it is a fresh word for God because the sheep are hungry and they deserve to be fed hot bread. Well, at first I thought, okay, by hot bread he meant I had to have some like amazing, titillating proclamation, declaration that, guess what, I went to heaven five times this week. I talked to the angels, and a really big move is coming. Your miracle is on its way. That's not what he meant at all. See, hot bread is a word that empowers you to hear the voice of God. Uh, Hot bread is a word that causes faith to rise in your heart. Faith in the living bread, faith in Jesus Christ himself, the author and finisher of our faith. And so that is the word we seek to speak each week, a word that puts the focus on Jesus, hot bread. And today I get to actually speak to you about listening with Jesus. Now, notice the preposition there. I could have said to, that's legitimate, but I intentionally chose with. Because we embrace a very relational, intimate faith. We have this ongoing conversation, interaction with the living God, which is amazing, okay? And many of you think, or you've told me, but I don't hear God. Oh, yes, you do. And I want to convince you today and give you fresh confidence. You are a sheep that hears the voice of the Good Shepherd, You do hear his voice. Sometimes it's coming inwardly and you think, oh, that sounds like me. Yes, because he lives in you and he's speaking to you. (laughs) Sometimes it comes outwardly. Maybe it's a dream or a vision or someone else's voice speaking. But today, I want to encourage all of us to listen with Jesus, the good shepherd. Now, our dilemma is this. There are so many voices I mean, don't we live in a really noisy, noisy world? You know, social media aside with all the Twitter and podcasts and, you know, blogs and, and, and all of that, we've got obviously preachers and prophets and, you know, radio, TV, Insta story. It's confusing. It is fuzzy, as we've been saying. You know, we live in a fuzzy world. It can get confusing. How do we know? What, what is the voice of God? Well, today I want to specifically focus on knowing the voice of the Good Shepherd as it is spoken 
through many other people who claim to speak for God. And I would be one of those. And so please, judge what I have to say. And I'll, I'll tell you this, anybody who says he or she has the only word from God, and it's their way or the highway, I would run away as fast as I could. Okay? Because we are a body, and together we can speak and proclaim, hopefully, the heart of God. I invite you to discern. So our series, is we've said, is simply Jesus. Focus in a fuzzy world. And we want to hear him to bring clarity to all of our lives for decisions that we're making, for the life that we're living, for the businesses that we're in, for the tests that we're taking, whatever. He wants to speak. He wants to have an ongoing interaction, conversational relationship. He says, my sheep know my voice. So let's pray. Well, Father, we're grateful you are a speaking God. And we give you all of our insecurity for hearing you. We give you all of our questions and our doubts, and we just say, open our ears. Give us those ears to hear even today. We are your sheep. You say we hear your voice. And so empower us afresh, Holy Spirit, today, that we do hear the voice of the Good Shepherd, our Lord and Savior, in whose name we pray. Amen. Well, in this message series, we have emphasized the help that Jesus has given us to bring clarity to our lives. And we've said, first and foremost, Holy Spirit. My opinion, you can't do the Christian life without the Holy Spirit, hands down. <laughs> he leads us, he guides us, he instructs us, he empowers us. He's, you need the Holy Spirit daily to be filled and refilled. But in addition to the Holy Spirit, Jesus has also given us human beings filled with the Spirit and gifted. And we, we read about these, and we've been reading in our text in Ephesians 4, where Paul outlines the various gifts that Jesus has given to the body to equip us, to bring us to the fullness of Christ. And it's this way in Ephesians 4:11. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. And indeed, over the past three weeks, we've heard from a voice of the pastor in Julie, the voice of the teacher in Putty, the apostolic voice in Hap. And today I want to speak with a prophetic voice. And, you know, that just simply means, you know, I want to bring to you the ability to discern the voice of the living God and bring to you encouragement and leave you with fresh faith in Jesus and hopefully fresh love for him and others. And the text here in Ephesians actually goes on to talk about a really important function of all of these ministry gifts, and it is this. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed blown about by every wind of new teaching. We won't be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever, they sound like the truth. Like, isn't that amazing? That was written 2,000 years ago, and it sounds like today. <laughs> there are a lot of voices out there that claim to speak for God, and I'm telling you, they do not. I've made a lot of mistakes myself, okay? I have. And I'm not claiming to speak 100% for God, but I say, come, Holy Spirit. You are the spirit of truth. Lead and guide us into all truth. Now, 
just a quick side note about prophecy. We here at the Vineyard, we fully embrace the gift of prophecy. The gift given to all of us whereby we can encourage one another, exhort one another, speak a word of comfort and even sometimes direction for one another. Now, the gift of prophecy has been present all throughout the Bible, whether that's under the Old Covenant or the New Covenant. Many of the books in the Old Testament or Old Covenant were written by prophets, right? Isaiah and Jeremiah and Amos. And there were woman prophets too, Huldah and Deborah and Miriam. But their main goal was different from the New Testament prophet in that they looked forward to what? To the coming of Jesus Christ. And plus, they write in all sorts of allegorical and apocalyptic ways that's really hard to understand, but it's powerful. You come under the new covenant, though, and what happens on the day of Pentecost is recorded in Acts 2. Holy Spirit's poured out on all flesh. Men, women, sons, daughters, and what is the word of the Lord? You can all prophesy now. So we're all given the amazing opportunity, as Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14, the one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, comforts them. We can all hear from God for ourselves and for others. Here we say, let's call out the gold in each other. You see, under the new covenant, we don't condemn, we don't judge. Actually, we rarely give like future, although it does sometimes. But no, instead, we are emphasizing the finished work of Jesus Christ, the fact that the cross was a glorious success. You are now a new creation in Christ, and we call you up to live in the reality of that. And that's the power of New Testament prophecy and that we want to give to one another. So when I preach prophetically, I'm here to equip you Okay, not to shine the light on me, but to shine the light on Jesus. As a matter of fact, John, who we've been reading in the book of John, he also wrote the book of Revelation. And he said something really interesting about prophecy. He said this in Revelation 19.10. He said, for the essence of prophecy is to give a clear witness for Jesus. Yes, we get to announce the kingdom of God has come. We get to say, the work is finished. The cross was a success. You can be filled with the Holy Spirit. And we are not so much pointing forward to what's coming as to pointing back to what has happened and encouraging us to live in the reality of that. Now, there's a lot of crazy prophetic voices out there, okay? If you're on the internet, listen to podcasts. Yeah, I mean, some of them are good and some of them are really bad. And... Through the years of pastoring this church, Happy and I have made a boatload of mistakes in listening to the wrong voices. But I want you to hear this today. The good shepherd comes after you. The good shepherd goes after the one who's wandered away from the other 99, and he brings you back into the fold. He's so faithful to do that. I don't want you to worry about missing God or, yeah, you're going to make a lot of mistakes, but you don't have to worry about missing God. When your heart is set on, I want to hear you, Lord, you will hear him, and he will bring you back. Oh, yeah, he'll correct you. He'll discipline you, absolutely. But he loves you because he's a good shepherd. And I'm here to testify over, after almost 50 years of walking with Jesus, he is a good shepherd. And I'm here to say, all the way my Savior leads me, what have I to ask beside? Most of you don't know that hymn, but I was raised on that, and now I've lived in the reality that all the way my Savior leads me. Now, 
Like I said, we made a lot of mistakes. How many of you were around for the amazing prophetic declaration about Y2K? Okay, some of you, yeah, yeah, we're all laughing. Y2K simply stands for the year 2000. And there were books written. There were all kinds of sermons preached. There were warnings, you know, sent out. Hey, when the calendar turns over to the year 2000, all the computers are going to crash. That means all the banks are going to close. You can no longer get water. You can no longer get food. You better stash away money, water. Okay, we didn't really fall for it. I mean, people made millions off it. And then they never actually said, I'm sorry, I was wrong, which is like a huge beef of mine when it comes to people who prophesy and things don't happen. But, okay, fast forward about five, six years. Now it's 2006. And one day I'm in my bedroom and I'm reaching up on the shelf to grab a shoebox full of shoe polish because I'm going to polish some shoes. And I bring it down and I'm rummaging through. Now all of a sudden I'm like, what? Huge stash of cash. And I'm like, I bet Happy hid this in for Y2K. <laughs> Finders, keepers, losers, weepers. <laughs> oh, God has such a good sense of humor. Okay. All right, let's get serious. Let's see what Jesus actually teaches us about hearing the voice of the Good Shepherd. Okay, he's going to tell us a parable found in John 10. And um, a warning on parables you know, often he precedes parables with, you who have ears to hear, hear, okay? Because parables are kind of cryptic. They're hard to understand. And they generally have one main meaning. You don't try to figure out every little part of a parable. And I'll tell you ahead of time what the parable in John 10 is all about. It's that my sheep know my voice. Okay, this is a good shepherd speaking. Now, the context of John 10, you have to understand John 9. And, you know, the Bible was not originally divided into chapters and verses. It was just one big letter. And so in John 9, what's happened is Jesus has miraculously healed a man who was born blind. Well, he does it on the Sabbath, which is a big no-no. And so the religious leaders are furious. They're furious at Jesus, and they're furious at the man born blind. So much so that they kick him out of the synagogue. And so now Jesus is in conversation with these religious leaders, and he's actually addressing them as he begins to speak here in John 10. You see, these leaders later on labeled Jesus a demon-possessed lunatic, and they say, why would anybody listen to a word he says? Well, maybe because he is the way, the truth, and the life. And oh, he opens blind eyes. <laughs> okay. Now, what Jesus has to teach us here in John 10, in this context of talking to all these religious leaders, is some valuable insights on hearing his voice and listening with him, listening to him. And in a contemporary sense, Jesus is addressing all the people who claim to speak for God. So today, that would include podcasters and preachers and prophets and bloggers and authors. You know, anybody who says, I'm speaking for God. But Jesus is going to give us some very clear direction on how to discern and to make it clear that his sheep know his voice and they follow him. Okay, here we go. He's talking now to um, 
These religious leaders who are really furious think he's a demon-possessed lunatic, but they are listening to him. And he says in John chapter 1, I tell you the truth. Okay, anytime Jesus starts something with, I tell you the truth, he means business. It means listen. I tell you the truth. Anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold, rather than going through the gate, must surely be a thief and a robber. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he's gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. Well, they won't follow a stranger. They will run from him because they don't know his voice. So here Jesus is picturing himself as the good shepherd. Good shepherd, virtuous shepherd, great shepherd, loving shepherd. Substitute any adjective you want, but get it in your mind. He is a good, good shepherd. In contrast to other teachers who he actually pictures as thieves, and robbers. And he says, my sheep, they know my voice. They come to me. You know, they follow goodness. They, they come to me. And I call each one by name. Do you know Jesus knows your name? You should listen for him calling your name. It's amazing. He calls you by name. Um, I asked Hap, who was I mean, sort of a shepherd in his earlier years because he raised sheep as a young boy. I said, did you really, like, name your sheep? He goes, oh, yeah, Di. First of all, I recognized every sheep's face out of, like, hundreds. Like, that's, like, stunning. I said, well, what did you call him? Well, I called one Molly. I'm like, Molly? Yeah, that was my girlfriend. Oh, okay. I called another Nikita. I said, as in Khrushchev? He goes, oh, yeah, you know, so I don't know his mind, but, you know, he knew his sheep by name. <laughs> he knew their face. He knew their wool. Do you know Jesus knows the hair or the non-hair on your head? He numbers every one of them, okay? He does. This is the good shepherd. This is the good shepherd. Now, he loves us. He leads us. We follow him. He, we, we know his voice. We're going to run from a voice that doesn't speak life to us. Let me just tell you a quick story. <clears throat> Many years ago, we had in our house a man who called himself an apostle prophet. And we, we'd invited him here to speak. I was, we're all just like, oh, my goodness, he has the word of the Lord. And he had some powerful messages, but he came to our house for dinner, and I'd served dinner. And then I got a, my delicious rhubarb dessert, and I brought it into the dining room and set it down. I'm pouring the coffee, and he's sitting there with you know, several other men. And then he looks at he, around, and he goes, the women can go to the kitchen now. And I went, well, since I'm the only woman here, <laughs> I guess that means me. Trust me, I ran from that voice because that wasn't the voice of the good shepherd. And I knew it wasn't. And there have been many, many other times when, thankfully, I could hear the voice of the good shepherd over the voices of many others. Does it take time? Does it take practice? Yes, as with any relationship. 
The, the more you know someone, the clearer their voice is. The more easily you recognize that voice. That's a true intimate relationship. You know, I love this picture that Jesus gives us of gathering us, knowing us, calling us by name. That's that intimate, interactive relationship. Again, we don't have to fear. There's so much bad teaching out there about, you know, you're going to miss God. This is your one and only chance. The window is open. It's going to close or whatever. That's hogwash. One word that was spoken to Happy and Me prophetically in 1979 or 1980 was hurry rush is of the devil. And I want you to know that has saved us over and over and over because prophetic voices often say there's an urgency. Come on. You can feel it, right? And then it's like, oh, no, I don't know. I don't know. You're going to miss God. Well, even when we, quote, did miss God, God came and rescued us. God brought us back. Why? He's a good shepherd. He's a good shepherd. He knows his sheep. He loves his sheep. He doesn't beat his sheep, test his sheep. No. Let's go on. I think it's interesting because when you read this text, it says, those listening couldn't understand a word of what Jesus said. <laughs> there are ears that hear and ears that don't, right? Okay, so he's going to go on. He's going to say this. I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I'm the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and find good pastures. Get the picture of that. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Say that with me. A rich and satisfying life. That's the purpose of the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. Oh, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and they know me. Just as my father knows me and I know the father, so I sacrifice my life for the sheep. So Jesus says a lot here. He is the gate. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. No one comes to the Father but by him. But all are welcome to come. All are welcome. And we enter through what? Through the sacrificial life and death and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, that work is finished. He makes available for us now. He says, you are made new. You are made holy. You are made clean. You are a fit dwelling place for my Holy Spirit. And it's out of that revelation that we live and we listen with him. Not condemnation, not judgment. No, he is the good shepherd who's already sacrificed his life for us. And we, we have been invited into the very same intimate oneness, union with the Father that Jesus has. I mean, it's amazing. And that's how we can listen with him and know his voice. I love how he says, I provide you these rich green pastures. You know, where there's so much freedom. You know, often people teach, like, again, you're going to miss God. You got to know 
doot, 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 you know, every, every jot and tittle, every T crossed, every I dotted, every rule, every regulation. Oh, no, I want you to know he gives us a big playground. Oh, does it have a fence? Absolutely it has a fence. He's a good father. He tells us how to live. Like, love only me. Don't commit adultery. Don't lie. Don't cheat. Don't steal. Love your enemies. He tells us. But all that playground is big and wide. It's a green pasture so that we can have a rich and satisfying life as we live in this amazing interactive relationship with the good, good shepherd. Now, I think it's really important. He warns us. Because I'm going to tell you, you know, there's going to be a lot of voices out there and they're thieves and they're robbers. Now, I know John 10.10, 10, we often quote to describe Satan. And it's a good description of Satan, but it's actually not talking about Satan in this text. Now, Satan does speak through people. But who Jesus is talking about here, the thief who comes to steal and to kill and destroy, are the preachers, prophets, podcasters, teachers who are doing that very thing. They are stealing your joy. They're stealing your faith. They are robbing you of a green pasture and a rich and satisfying life. Oh, I've lived through this. I, I have a horrible history with legalism, <laughs> you know. And I'll never forget being at a conference with a very, uh, very wonderful, I, I don't believe he was a sheep in wolf's clothing, although they're out there. He meant well. He's very famous, and he was preaching, and, and his message was, you better pray 24 hours a day. You better be on your face all the time. You better be fasting 40 days. You're going to miss God. The big move is coming. You know, humble yourself. Get serious. And, and meanwhile, I was nursing my fifth child as I was listening and thinking, I am a total spiritual sluggard. I'll never make it. He was stealing the joy the peace, the confidence that I had in Jesus' love for me. Don't listen to voices that steal. Some of them literally steal your money. You can see this on TV. Send me $100 and your healing will come. And if you don't, too bad. That is ridiculous. I'm sorry. Some of them destroy your marriages. I won't mention who, but the largest convention, religious convention in the United States it's now being exposed, has a history of telling women to stay in abusive marriages and submit to their husbands. I'm telling you, that is a destructive word. Yes. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus says, I come, and I give you a rich and satisfying life. That's how you can know the voice of the good shepherd. Now, I hope you don't hear me saying, anything goes. We have a whole book telling us what doesn't go, okay? I don't need a voice from God telling me, don't have sex with another man today. I don't need a voice from God telling me, love your mother. I love my mother. Don't lie at work. No, I have a whole book. I hope you know I'm counting on you reading that book and obeying that book. This is the voice of the Good Shepherd. But we have a speaking God. You won't know that probably unless you're filled with the Holy Spirit. He's the one who gives you ears to hear. And he invites us into this interactive relationship. I want to make sure our God is not some cosmic computer 
When I talk about receiving a word from the Lord or hearing his voice, please don't think like it's only when in need. Oh God, by the way, what should I do about this? Or nor does he dictate like eat granola for breakfast. You know, wear a blue shirt to work. Like he's not some cosmic computer. We, we don't Google God. We walk in relationship with him. Okay? One of my favorite books. I'm not really teaching on how to hear God today so much as just knowing the voice of the Good Shepherd. Dallas Willard, he's a fantastic author, Hearing God. I highly recommend this. You can just, you can listen to it on Hoopla, you know, or Cloud Library. You don't even have to buy it. Um, Outstanding if you just want some more instruction on that. It's so, so good. Because I want to tell you this, you all hear from God. Yes, you do. It might be a nudge, a thought that pops in your mind. A dream, a vision. You might hear it in preaching, a book that you're reading, a show you're watching on TV. Just begin to get those antennas up and know, is it, is it giving you a rich and satisfying life? Are you walking in green pastures or is your joy being stolen? Are you living in fear? Then that's the voice of the thief, okay? So you can all learn how to do that in such a, you know, for all situations in life, business and family and just all of life. I'm going to close with just sharing, yeah, or just a recent experience of listening for the voice of the shepherd during a crisis. It's a little bit different because when a crisis hits, Fear and anxiety rise. You can't stop it. You can't stop it. Okay, so several weeks ago, um, I get a call from uh, my daughter-in-law in Chicago, and I have permission, by the way, to share this story. And she'd been in pain since Christmas, couldn't diagnose it. Finally, she's in so much pain, and you know, she has a six-month-old and a two-year-old. She goes to the ER, and through a... God bless ERs. Like 10 hours later, they, they discover she has a severely abscessed appendix. Okay. Well, they can't do the surgery there because there's no open operating rooms. And like, I am furious uh, that she can't stay at Skokie. They have to send her to Evanston. So they send her to Evanston, and then they can't get her into surgery. And meanwhile, we're all like, okay, okay. And my son tells me, it's a one-hour surgery, Mom. Okay, she's going into surgery. It's like, I don't know, I can't, it's on my phone, like 9.30 at night. Okay, okay, I'm going to pray till she's out of surgery. He goes, yeah, it won't be long. You know, it's just the appendix. Well, the first hour passes, and I'm just praying in the Spirit, and praying in the Spirit, you know, praying in tongues. And, and I'm, but I'm battling a, a, a fair amount of fear. Um, uh, do you want to know why? Because there's a voice in my head that says, this is, this is serious. And then the voice reminded me that a very good friend of hers that goes to this church had a dream several weeks ago that she died. Do you know Satan can give you dreams? Or the Lord can alert you for what the enemy wants to do? And so I'm seeing visions of her dying. And I'm like, oh, and I'm so scared and I'm so anxious and I'm crying out. And all of a sudden I hear the voice of the good shepherd and he says, read Psalm 23. Oh, I'm so thankful I know my Bible. I could whip out my phone, open to Psalm 23. And I said, okay, Holy Spirit, what do you have to say to me? Now we're an hour or two. 
And I open it, and the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. I went, yes, Lord, you are Jenna's shepherd. She has all that she needs. You are a good shepherd. You love them. You let me rest in green meadows. You lead me beside peaceful streams. You renew my strength. Oh, Jesus, you are the great physician. You took all of our sicknesses, all of our diseases. You are the prince of peace. You are my strength. And all the while, the other voices are, it's too late. It's too late. It's now two hours it's, and you're not hearing anything, what is going on? And it's in the middle of the night, which makes it particularly daunting, doesn't it? Because you're tired. Oh, even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. Well, I am dang afraid. Be honest with God. I mean, he already knows, right? He's not just beside me. He's in me. He's not just in me. He's in her. And I'm praying for the surgeon. I'm praying for my son. I'm praying for her. And there's lots of other people praying. Please don't hear I'm the only one praying. That's not what I'm saying. I'm trying to give you an example of what it's like to hear the voice of God in the midst of a crisis, in the midst of anxiety and fear, and the voice of the enemy screams, she's dying. It's not, your son's going to be a widower. Surely, your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. Three hours later, the text comes. Surgery is over. And when I talked with my son, he said, Mom, because we went to Evanston Hospital, she had the top surgeon on the North Shore who specializes in appendectomies. He said it's the worst he has ever seen. It had exploded in her entire inner cavity, very toxic, attached to her colon, very, very dangerous. But because of who he was and the skill that he had, he was able to successfully complete the surgery. He is a good shepherd. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not be afraid for you are with me. You are in me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. That is the voice of the good shepherd. I want to encourage you this week. Listen with Jesus. Let clarity come to the crisis in your life, to the fuzziness in your life. Listen with Jesus. Why? Because he has a rich and satisfying life for every one of us. And you as his sheep, you know his voice. Well, Father, I thank you. You do speak and you provide. And we will worship you today knowing you are a good, good father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the message today. To experience more powerful messages, go to vineyardlive.us or join our Vineyard Life Plus community to view conferences, trainings, and special teachings.